Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We're doing Christmas episodes that have nothing to do with G.I. Joe. And this week we're doing The Little Rascals from 1979. Slightly outside our box, but not far enough that it's weird. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. And I am Ray Stacanus. Is anything outside our box? I would hope that there would be many things outside your box, Gina. No, that's where I store things. Oh, Okay, well, no, that makes sense why your uh, house is so clean. Yeah, I like I like to keep things out of sight, and uh, uh, I like to know that they're safe. Well, that's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Robert Clark Chan, and I don't put anything into my um, holes. I'm Gina Ippolito, and you are missing out. And we are talking, as I said before, about the Little Rascals Christmas special. Now, Gina... Before we get started, you have a personal uh, relationship with the person who wrote this. At least you would think that you did based on the way you talk about him to me and Chan. That's a weird lead in. That's such a weird lead in, Ray. Hold on. Hold on. Before we even start this whole thing, because I know I'm going to forget. And also, uh, despite the fact that uh, we actually um, made a little offer to people uh, a week or two ago, uh, expecting that nobody actually listens to the end when we're all like, hey, go to our Twitter and whatnot like that. Turns out a, quite a few people do. <laughs> and uh, they, um, they're they making us they're making us do things. They're making us do horrible things. To our holes? Uh, 
Uh, no, unless you store your I headshots mean, in there. I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, well, we did a thing. We did a thing. Was it last episode? And we we said, if you're still listening at the end of the episode, please uh, tweet at the three of us and the show itself. Hashtag don't tell but don't don't tell them what. Well, no, it's too late now because now that this is out, the contest is over. Oh, OK, <laughs> now that it, now that the cat's out of the bag, we're not going to play the game anymore. Oh, uh, fair enough. We've got triple zeros on the scoreboard. So anybody who tweeted at us, hashtag butts, we're going to find a headshot, an old headshot of one of us. I haven't found mine yet, but I haven't really looked too hard either. But we'll find somebody's and they will sign it and we will get it sent out to you in the mail. If you give us your address, I don't want to nitpick, but I thought that we had said all three of us would do this. Well, we I did. think. I think we said uh, an assortment of whichever ones we could find. You are no, you are you Ray are changing the rules after the <laughs> fact. And you I'm know, I'm gonna okay have to go back it. and listen to it again. Except I probably won't. I'll just say Ray is right, and I will keep going. You are not. You are not. They people people hashtagged us butts because they wanted all three. They wanted the complete set. No. Yeah, I just don't know where mine are. I'll I'll, I'll try to find them. If We're not, not I'll draw. I'll, here's the deal: an original art piece. From myself or my three-year-old, you will get that in place of a. <laughs> that is not any type oh, of replacement. Wow! Wow! This is, I think that's actually better. This is your Doctor Mindbender at Halloween, is what this is. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm the only one that's committed to these bits, you guys. <laughs> no, Dina, you're the only one that's organized. Let's just start there. <laughs> Accurate. Anyway, my point was uh, up front. I wanted to say that we are doing a live uh, show on December 19th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. That's this Saturday. Uh, Yes. This Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. on the East Coast. If you're in Germany, you probably don't even have to stay up particularly late to be a part of it. So, hey, our fans in Germany, um, wie spiel, let's do this. I don't know what that means, but I assume that you were calling everybody Nazis. That is not what was happening, but That's, you know, you do you chant. Stay on it now. It's canon. I'm yeah, I'm not I, I I'm not good at, at uh, other languages, so I just have to assume. Uh and it's worked out for me pretty well so far. Anyway. So we're doing a live show. We have any as of this recording, we have not figured out what we're watching yet, but uh, it will be. We will post it on our Facebook page, our Twitter accounts at GI Joe Podcast. Yeah, I've and got we, a lot you of. You can all watch it ahead of time. I there's a link, man. There's a link. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Pack Theater. Uh, we're doing it on the Pack Theater Switch channel. Uh, with any luck, I'll hit the record button and make it available later. But uh, you, you check it out the, if you can. You, the you can talk channel? with us. Say what? You said the Switch channel. Are we on Nintendo Switch? Are you Ray. referring to a stick that people would use to beat each other with? Ray, Ray, Vishpiel. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna do a bunch of stuff. I have some, uh, a bunch of ideas, and I also have a big bag of uh, goodies that I bought from um, the Japanese supermarket. So uh, we're gonna be trying a bunch of uh, stuff. Some good, some weird. We'll see. Oh, we're doing we're doing live tasting on the air on top of everything yeah. else. Yeah, I should really I sit you. in on these meetings. You really should. These meetings currently are only in my head, and I have that they are extensive, they are grand. Um, oh my gosh, it's all it's it's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. And if anyway. we find our headshots by then, maybe we'll show them on air. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just spitballing now. Uh, yeah, that's also it's gonna be Saturday. The Twitch, uh, the Twitch TV slash what is it? The Pack Theater is that correct? You added so many thes to that URL that were unnecessary. The TV dot the 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 is that where we're going? 
twitch.tv slash pack theater. That's all you Man, need. It's, there's no does anywhere in there. No, not even I'm a little remember bit. It. Mm. Uh, actually, there is one. Uh, the first three letters of theater are T-H-E. So yeah, this is why you get paid there the big bucks. There you go. So, but today, today, guys, we're talking, and this was Adam Hoffbauer uh, uh, is the one who has suggested it to us. And so, Adam, thank you so much. This is off the Patreon. He said, why don't you guys do the 1979 Little Rascals Christmas special? And we didn't have anything better to do. So we said, yeah, sure, let's do it. No, we literally did. But Gina hates Lilo and Stitch for some reason. We were also offered Lilo and uh, and Stitch. I'm totally fine not doing it, but it's become uh, almost a bit at this point. So I just want to we'll do it eventually. There's only so many Christmas specials in the universe, so I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. Have Maybe you... even before Christmas. There's not that like we still have a couple of episodes before Christmas. Yeah, have you not many done episodes a... before Christmas left? Have you searched Wikipedia for uh, Christmas special animated Christmas specials? I have. I'm still waiting to see the spreadsheet based on the episode we, episodes we've done thus far. Oh, man. <clears throat> you just got called out in a big way. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are uh, dozens. So we're not going to run out anytime soon. Dozens? That's not that many. Also, that many also there's a possibility that I'm, I will make a spreadsheet at some point, probably during Unicorn Hiatus, depending on how bored I get. If I go back and listen to all of the podcast episodes, wait, are you gonna wait a minute, Gina? Are you gonna do a deep dive of knowing is half the podcast as your next big, as your Look, next big I, journey? I just, I just want a spreadsheet of every single episode we've ever done a podcast about the title, the date it originally came out, and the date we recorded slash released it. You will never have that information. I think I that will. Has been, that has been lost to the ages. Yeah. Why? Why? Wait, we have episodes that got lost. No, but everything's no. everything's in our Patreon feed, except it's it's just alphabetical. There's no you're, dates on so any. You're telling me I have to pay? I have to pay to hear. Yeah. <laughs> There's also no original date this aired or anything like that. It's just episodes. What? This is outrageous. In fact, yeah. we redid the feed. We took almost everything out of the feed, and and then we re we redated everything to be like on the same day. Oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> so how does someone know if they're watch if they're listening to us from four years ago or us from today? Contextual we, clues. Yeah, you can tell because there's a shred of hope in our voice. Uh, four years ago. Oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> I really hate it. Oh my god, do you realize that we've done almost this entire show under the uh uh reign of the Orange Maniac? Like most almost uh, uh 80% of the show, maybe more? I thought okay, cuz I was going to say I thought we've been going for more than 5 years at this point. Yeah. Uh we this was our 5th year. So uh Yeah, we're uh, still only in season 4. Go fig. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, hundreds of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Uh, and we have no idea how how to find out when we recorded them. Oh, boy. No. I think we broke Gina. <laughs> she I hate it. She's I not going to get off this. <laughs> anyway, do you, we're talking about the Little Rascals today. And do you guys growing up have any, like, memories, any feelings about the original Little Rascals uh, shorts? Oh, absolutely. I hated them. I hated them, too. 
Gina? Uh, uh, no, I have no uh, no memories. Like, uh, to, uh, also, I was never a big fan of the Stooges, the Marx Brothers. Like, in general, black and white comedy, like, there wasn't much for me. Like, the occasional, like, who's on first? Okay, I'm into that. But, like, just basic slapstick stuff or this. Uh, my guess is this is a pretty good pastiche of the original uh, Little Rascals. It was probably just a bunch of malapropisms and, you know, falling down on their butts kind of thing. And, um, uh, it doesn't it never did appeal to me it continues to not appeal to me i am i'm very unhappy to have ever having to watch this <laughs> i remember uh i remember it in the context of buckwheat sings uh on snl yep, from yep. eddie murphy and like i would occasionally see you know a black and white clip usually in some clip show uh but no i never i never watched reruns of the original or there was later a cartoon after this cartoon uh, in the 80s that was Hanna-Barbera, and I n- also never watched any of that. I was trying to figure out what who the audience would have been in 1979 for this. Like, were they trying to pitch Little Rascals at, you know, like a new generation of kids? Or was it just like, uh, you know what, uh, uh, 60-year-olds are going to, like, uh, see this and go like, oh, I remember those guys. That's, yeah, they're great. This, this is 100%. Uh, I mean, and also keep in mind, you didn't really need – back then, there wasn't as much of a conversation of who's the audience for this because there were five things on TV. But this was – Right, this, so why would you fill that time with something that nobody wanted to watch? No, I think that this would be – I could imagine parents saying, oh, God, this is great. I'm going to watch this with my kids and then maybe reintroduce them to the original. Uh, because, yeah, okay. I, this, this, I could see if my parents had seen this on TV, them going, oh, I used to love Little Rascals. I mean, let's, let, we, this is something we can watch as a family, and if it sucks, it sucks. Yeah, I I agree with Gina a thousand percent right here. I think that I think you're I think Chan, I think both your points are correct. I think they were trying to reboot it potentially as like a new property based on an old property, but also, you know, th- this came out for uh boomers, right? Th- this came out for boomers to show to their very young Gen X children and say, Hey, you know, I remember these shorts from when I was a kid, uh, or our my grandparents uh, our grandparents remembered it as a kid. And so now we're going to introduce it to our young Gen X children who now will buy all the products and watch them. I, I think Gina had hit the nail on the head with that. So I personally watched the little rascals. Uh, I watched those shorts when I was a kid, they were on TV. I want to say they were on like TBS early morning when I would just kind of tune in to watch whatever was on. And I I've seen a, a many of them. I don't remember a whole lot about them, except that I did not care for them that I considered them to be very bad. And I'm with Chan. I, I never thought Charlie Chaplin was good. I mean, talented, sure. But is he funny? Uh, no. Uh, uh, the Three Stooges, I cannot stand the Three Stooges. Oh, I just think three guys attacking person. each other very hilarious. Whoa. I honestly would have expected Ray to love the Three Stooges and Gina to hate them. Because he's an idiot and I'm that. an intellectual. I understand that, which is why... <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I would argue that I am I am right in this. Ray is bringing all of his new, you know, twenty what year is it? Twenty twenty bullcrap to it to say, oh, it's so look at this, it's so lowbrow, and it's not and and not looking at it as a product of its time, which was revolutionary, bringing bringing comedy 
which was looked down upon to the masses to be able to watch it and then say like, hey, wait a minute, comedy is pretty good. This comedy ah, on TV thing is pretty good. I'm looking so, at so it from a historical context. Ray's looking at it from, I don't like when people hit my big bald head. So you're saying that before the Three Stooges, uh, ordinary people did not enjoy comedy. This is this is the claim you're making? <laughs> I'm saying on TV at a time when TV was still looked down upon mm-hmm. by, by, you know, the general public as being more lowbrow than going to the theater or radio or or any type of live entertainment there were mostly different kinds of tv shows on the air and then this and then am i missing something here gina because i thought most stooge uh uh, shorts were shown before movies uh pre-television uh ooh sick burn i think i'm not sure are you i'm not sure if that's i'm not sure if that's right it is it is true of other things that were shown before movies but i'm not sure if it's but he's also real cartoons you know popeye cartoons charlie chaplin in there yeah i never liked charlie chaplin i mean well no charlie chaplin i will definitely say like i respect it uh, I, I won't. I, w- I won't watch it for entertainment value. Yeah. Uh, Three Stooges. I, you know, uh, I do not watch for entertainment, and I'm not gonna say that they're. I'm. I'm not gonna say that they shouldn't exist or anything. But like, it is. It is way at you the know, bottom of you, things. You know, how I, I see the Three Stooges. I see the Three Stooges. Uh, even as a kid, it was sort of just like when you're when you're drunkle, uh, dresses up as Santa Claus and tries to do Santa Claus stuff. It's like. Uh, you still make me very uncomfortable. That's how I feel about the three stooges on television. I just see kind of three All adult right. men uh, no. who I don't trust and don't believe in uh, doing quote unquote comedy things. Uh, and, yeah. and I just, and I just, and it makes me uncomfortable. I don't no, like it because here's the thing. And I'll tell you what, those, those gags required precise timing. And you also seem like the type of guy that would watch jackass. You definitely watch wrestling. You're going to watch those things. It's, it's, <laughs> you can trace a direct line. Like you can't say, Oh, I love this stupid crap over here, but I don't like this stupid <laughs> crap over here that it came from. There You're- are many things that require specific timing that are not enjoyable to watch. A car engine, for example. Mm. Here's the thing. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying if I have a an afternoon free, I'm gonna sit down and watch the three suits. My dad absolutely would. But I'm saying for Ray to say, oh, I don't like Charlie Chaplin, I don't like the three stooges, and not at least acknowledge their contribution to the the greater scheme of things. I mean, literally, Jackass is a modern day Three Stooges. Gina, I think the the local um, public access channel is showing high school marching band practice, which requires really good timing. You Ray, probably want to watch that for three or four Are you the type hours. of guy that watches Jackass? No, I hate Jackass. I don't watch any of that stuff. But you watch grown men pretending to wrestle. Uh, no, I would. I actually, I haven't watched wrestling since I've been uh, a part of actually doing it myself. But wrestling is an actual art form that's actually hard to do and doesn't involve s- throwing a pie at someone's face and then and then watching them make a face afterwards. Look, Three Stooges has always made me uncomfortable, and anybody who claims it and on an intellectual level, sorry, Gina, uh, I've always found uh, fault with. No, you are wrong. Again, this is the third or fourth time in this brief episode that you're wrong. We haven't even gotten to. Okay. You know what? We got to put this to the people. 
we got to put this to the people. Hashtag, oh, hashtag stooges are crap. Hashtag <laughs> Gina's right. One of those two things. <laughs> and I want to hear from the people on this one. Look, you came after us with hashtag butts. I know you have a feeling <laughs> about the stooges. You can hit us up. Stooges are crap or hashtag Gina's right. And then you guys settle this argument for us. <laughs> I think we need to put up a poll to, to, to really uh, send uh, it home. I guarantee we will as soon as the show goes up. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about it. a little rascals cartoon special written by uh, Gina's good friend, which I brought up at the very beginning of the episode. Oh, so long ago. What was that? Five years ago? <laughs> a year and a half ago. It feels yeah. like Last it. Christmas. It feels like <laughs> it. Was it Bruno Christmas. Mars? What's the guy's name? I gave you my heart. The very next day, you give it away. I apologize for anybody who was uh, trying to avoid, what is it, Whamageddon, is it called? What? Uh, we try and avoid hearing the song Last Christmas uh, throughout the entire holiday season. Because, because uh, It's like a game or because they hate it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a game. Okay. Because it is so ubiquitous. Um, it used to be hard. The Mariah Carey song. Which one? The All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Is that, that uh, would be a miserable, miserable All holiday I want season. For Christmas is you. That doesn't sound right, does it? No, you, you don't you that did not right. check any boxes for anybody. <laughs> all right, you y'all dodged a bullet there, but I got you with the wham again. I gotcha. I mean, that's true. Uh, yes, this episode, the Little Rascals Christmas special, which I didn't realize until I saw his name at the beginning, was written by Romeo Muller. And anyone who, uh, who listened to our recent Thanksgiving in the Land of Oz episode, or the Green Gobbler in Oz, whatever the alternate title was. Or that- if you've seen the uh, Shakespearean play where he has sex with a 15-year-old girl. Uh, same guy, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, oh, he I'll also wrote that report that about Russian uh, Russian interference in our election, I believe, as well. Uh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this oh, now all of a sudden you're done with us before. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong about making Bob Mueller jokes. How dare you? <laughs> that's that's my Gina voice. What's wrong with well, you? All I'm saying is that if you're going to watch wrestling, you have to respect <laughs> Bob Mueller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I think we can get all yeah. get on board that train. I just did uh, the comedy math, and it works out. <laughs> but this is the guy who wrote pretty much every every Christmas special from the seventies through the eighties. All the claymation ones, Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph, Frosty, all of those, and then Dorothy in the Green Gobbler in the Land of Oz, which I, I know at least one one listener, Psycho Andy, thought was crap. Uh, so to see his name at the beginning of this, he just has cornered the market on (laughs) Christmas specials. I guess he's just the guy that people said, all right, let's write some sort of Christmas special. And he just, I mean, he also wrote strawberry shortcake, but he, he, you cannot avoid him. There should be a new game about if you can avoid Romeo Muller during the holiday season. (laughs) We can call it Mullergate. And if you can avoid watching any um, Romeo Muller uh, shows, then you win. And also, there will definitely not be any confusion if you call it Mullergate. Oh, with wait, any I, other. Oh, I got something brewing. What if we called it the Mullerstrom? M- Mullerstrom. No, I th- no, I see what you're trying to do. 
Mueller um, from. And all I can say is that I'm glad that Romeo Mueller died of a heart attack in his sleep on Wednesday, 30th of December, 1992, shortly after receiving a diagnosis of cancer, because he probably would be, uh, um, he would die all over again if he had heard you say that. Uh, I mean, you, you guys know how in uh, in the Egyptian afterlife, your heart is is weighed against the feather of truth. And, you know, depending on which one is heavier, it decides if you go to the good place or the bad place. I yes. feel like when we die, our hearts are going to be weighed against how many episodes of this podcast we recorded. And if it's too many, we are going to hell. I don't know how it's not too many already. <laughs> which is the lighter one? <laughs> yeah. I just need to know which, if I need to like start eating fattier food so I can like weigh down the heart or I need to like do some jumping jacks to kind no, of lighten your, it up. Your heart is supposed to be, is supposed to be lighter than the feather. I see. So Ma'at so, weighs it against a feather. And if your so heart you, is heavy with your sins. So that's a good mm -hmm. reason to get cremated. Cause you know, dust you know, isn't going to be heavier than a feather. Uh, I believe if you're cremated, uh, then you don't get to go to the good Egyptian uh, afterlife. <laughs> That's why they do the mummification so that yeah. you can go with your, you know, huh? Our hearts are going to get eaten and we're going to the bad place. I mean, that was a given. I don't know. I don't even know why you bothered to try and say like, but if we did X, no, we've long since condemned ourselves to uh, an eternal hell. So enjoy it while you can, is all I'm saying. So this episode opens with the Royal Reindeer Lodge. Wow. Man, we almost made it a full half hour without even talking about the cartoons. So I feel pretty good about that. They have changed their name from the, what, the Woodchuck, uh, Royal Woodchuck Lodge, which I assume is something pulled from the original, but who cares? Uh, I like the bit where every single one of them is vice president. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun. I find that fun, except for the one kid, like the one uh, uh, kid, Spanky's brother, Porky. Yeah, Porky. He's a member. Wow, Porky. Yeah, that's that. See, to me, that tracks, and I like the bit even more because that sort of is is how a younger sibling would be treated in this in this type of situation. Yeah, uh, everybody in the club can't be vice president. Somebody's got to be the membership. That's you, Porky. The membership. Okie dokie. I like chips. <laughs> Porky that likes is, everything. Also, that's. Honestly, one of the best jokes in the entire cartoon, and that was not a very good joke. No, it was. I mean, every single time, it's just he just replaces one word for another because he doesn't understand it because he's a dumb kid. That's the joke. But also, to well, be I mean, fair, all of them do that. To be fair, this isn't this isn't supposed to be that funny. Like this is this is on par with <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is on par with oh, other Christmas episode, like other Christmas specials. <laughs> Where even if it was like a comedy show, they did one that was like, and this one's the one with heart. Oh my god, guys, that's I've never heard anything goddamn funnier in my life other than Gina saying, "Guys, you have to keep in mind this isn't supposed to be that funny." <laughs> it's not. It's a Christmas special. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the deal. One, one of the things that I really pulled out of this first scene, where they're basically introducing the characters to us, and then then they're they're set up is I don't trust when children wear suits. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. 
Okay. Okay. I'm emailing Boss Baby right now. Oh, Boss Baby makes me wildly uncomfortable. I don't. <laughs> okay. So things is- that things that make Ray uncomfortable: the Three Stooges, babies in suits. I think it's just anyone who's more talented or or a snazzier dresser than Ray makes Ray uncomfortable because it forces him to face his own inadequacies. See, I am buying your daughter a suit for Christmas, Ray. Oh, my God. And I know that you won't put it on, but I bet your wife will. Uh, No. The the idea of uh, my three-year-old wearing her finest suit is frankly upsetting to me, Chan. Uh, I apologize. I retract that. Now, in context, I realize what what a horrible thing I just said. Uh, Here's the thing. I also feel like there's a little bit of sexism involved here because are you fine with little girls in their Easter Sunday best? I I like that better than a grown than a than a child in a grown up suit. They're not it's not a grown up suit, but this is a thing that a lot of people would do for Easter or for church or for Thanksgiving is your your little girl would be in in, you know, her finest little dress and patent leather shoes and the boy would be in a little kid's suit. So you, sir, are a sexist. It, it reminds me a lot of the Charlie McCarthy dolls, which used to frighten the shit out of me when I was a kid. Ooh, and so I think okay. this is what it's pulling back from. It's like seeing a whole army of Charlie McCarthy dolls. And in my parents, uh, when I was bad, which was often, uh, if they really just wanted uh, to, to get me, to get at me, they would go up into the closet, bring down Charlie McCarthy and chase me with him. And what? maybe I'm maybe this Whoa. is better for a therapist than a podcast. Oh, 100%. percent go to therapy, dude. I did not need to know any of that. And I, it was, you know, here's the deal. I deserved it. So, um, but what I would say is uh, uh, the Charlie McCarthy doll, it doesn't bother me as much as an adult, but it does make me uncomfortable. And seeing these kids in a suit uh, 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 brings up some of those memories. I don't, I just, I don't trust them. I don't like it. How do you feel about the child's play uh, franchise of films? It's fine. They're silly. They're fun. (laughs) Wait a minute. So it's not the problem with creepy dolls. No. It's the problem with just small clothes? I th- apparently so. Yeah, I think this needs to be unpacked a little further. Yeah. Have you ever gone you... shopping for kids' clothes? Not at, not at, not at Men's Warehouse. <laughs> and look, any kids' clothing store will have formal wear for little kids. I mean, it's true. It's true. Uh, and look, and, and, and so if you ever if you ever have Egon over it, put him up, dust him up in a tuxedo and bring him over and, and, and see how uncomfortable I get. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I hated wearing suits as a child. Uh, I I mean, I didn't swear to anything that I wouldn't put uh, my kid in a suit. But now that I know how uncomfortable it makes you, I am absolutely going to go to that uh, suit store on Hollywood. Oh, the boy. one where you get... Um, uh, like a suit for like 99 bucks. Uh-huh. I know that one. And, I know uh, one. Yeah, yeah. And you, and just like, give me a tiny one. Give me a tiny get, one of those. You can get a suit from most kids' clothing stores, uh, like a kid's suit. And I, I've never been a kid's clothing store that had suits. I, never once. Uh, uh, and I liked getting dressed up for, for various holidays. Uh, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. It would only happen once or twice a year, and then we would take the we would take the you know the photo in our driveway in front of the garage. My dad would get excited if he had some sort of new, you know, camera that you didn't need to hold that he could set on a timer at the time, and you know, within an hour, I would 
I would be pissed off at my clothes and take my shoes off and then get everything else dirty. But for that first hour, I was looking pretty dope. There it is. There it is. So uh, we, we we set up it's Christmas time and uh, I don't trust kids in suits and Gina loves them. So that's, that's where we're at so far this episode, 30 minutes into it. Um, okay. So now we take a look at uh, gifts. So the, the kids, uh, Spanky and uh, Porky, are at uh, home right now. And we learned I just this, want you uh, to know that I literally Googled like children's suits and Target comes up, like Target comes up and a Target. slew of other, a slew of others. So I am right. Chan is wrong. Ray I have wrong. never seen his. I have bought many clothes for my son. I have never once seen a suit in a Target. You're I, not, you're not looking at the, at the fancy part of Target. There's Literally. a fancy part of Target? <laughs> you, Wait a minute. What Targets are you going to? Here's what I'm saying. Target has them. JCPenney's has them. Macy's has them. Literally. Are you spelling Target N-O-R-D-S-T-R-O-M-S? <laughs> Literally, Google children's suits. Every single place you've heard of comes up. Sears, they're all they're all in there. Uh I mean, to yeah, be fair, I again, bet if you're you, not at Target uh, looking for the baby suits, then you're probably not going to find the baby suits, you know? Well, I'm at, I'm in the clothing department for children is not that large. Oh, I have shit. been around it. I'm going to I'm going to send you I'm sending you both pictures of little boys in formal wear. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? I just bared my soul to you, Gina. Why would you do that to me? That those kids aren't dapper as fuck, right? I think it's because they're cooler than you at at three years old and you know it and you're and oh, that's what makes you uncomfortable most three-year-olds are cooler than me that's just, just something i've had to live with for my entire life i mean that's fine that's not what bothers me it's just something about the the fakeness of the formal wear i don't know it's like a three stooges uh bit i just I, it makes me uncomfortable i mean that's just it ray but let's, so we learn get <laughs> some web therapy it's easier than ever right now you could do it from the comfort of your own home no i'm fine i'm fine i just that's uh, real that's quick for I just want to point out that in my notes, I have written um, as they go into the uh, credits or the the title sequence. I wrote, "Oh God, that was just the cold open." <laughs> it felt so long, yes, and I was already exhausted. I ended up having to break this up into multi, like a half dozen viewing sessions just to get through it. First the whole all, thing was so. You mm. guys are joyless monsters. <laughs> second I mean, of all awesome. i usually watch all of our cartoons in one minute chunks because i have other stuff going on so i'll watch a minute and then go do something else and then watch another know. minute and go do something else which is how anybody should watch uh media <laughs> in one minute chunks to really uh spread out that narrative and give you a feel the vastness of I mean, to Space be fair, time. That, that's the next podcast would be the G.I. Joe Minute. Uh, <laughs> and we just do one minute of each episode per week. <laughs> it's it's like 24, but much worse. Look, we made it 25 minutes and got like six seconds into this episode. So I don't think it's that uh, it's that big of an ask for <laughs> I mean, us. There's honestly. not much to this fair episode, point. to be fair. There is not. Uh, look, we learned in the next scene that this takes place during the Great Depression, or as the kid calls it, it's the Great Impression. Ha 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 ha. I he like mugs the camera. I, I want to punch him in the face. Why? Uh, none of your business. Sit out there, so. Why? Because the whole country is in a, an impression. 
This is a I bit straight out of the original, though. I, I know before uh, I said sure. I wasn't familiar with the original, but I am. And, mm-hmm. and this is a bit straight out of the original that they would they would mix things up all the time. Well, it made yeah. me laugh because, like, obviously, all the little rascals are poor kids, right? That's like the whole gimmick of the little rascals. They're, they're just, like they're kids. just average. They're they're average Americans. Average Americans during the Great Depression, so they're yeah. unbelievably poor. They yeah. have one outfit that they wear, and they play at the train tracks. I mean, like, this is just where they're at. So the, all of a sudden, we cut to the standard thing we're used to of every character living in a giant house. <laughs> so we cut to these kids in a giant house, and it's like what? And then we find out that their mom is the maid in that house. No, that's that's their regular house that you're looking no, at. No, I, I, is that what you guys think? Is that what you think, Chad? I she's, really felt like she's on they the were boat. in there. We're talking about the house with the stairs, which is clearly, by the way, like some sort of, uh, uh, you know, Jersey City style thing, which which you could very you could that kind of thing where it's what are they what are they called they're not they're not brownstones they're not walk-ups but where it's it's you know a split like a townhouse sort of style you could be poor and and live in in one of those you could be a single mom in the great depression who works as a maid and afford a two-story giant house it's not i think you're seeing something that's not there because when they show the inside of it and it's and there's the stairs are right there and they lead downstairs where there's really only an entryway and a kitchen downstairs maybe you're talking about the establishing shot of the outside but once we're inside, and and by the way, she's on a phone. First of all, her kids are there. She's on the phone with one of her clients. This is this is 100% their house because later it's the house that they're cooking in, Ray. I 100% believe that that's the house that she works in and not the actual, and she just brings the why kids to Why would her there. kids be there? And because, why would- because they're poor. No, because later on they say mom will be home soon from work. You are you are not an active watcher she and an active listener. She can't afford a coat. I'm to believe that she's paying the mortgage on a a, a large house. I none understand of this, none of this now why your wife hates you because you are not an active listener. Dang. I mean, none of this is wrong. GI Joe will return after these messages. My darling, I have procured a delicious meal. It's a shrimp and fish meal from Ron John Silver's. Three tasty batter dip shrimp and their famous fish. My Alfalfinator. And I brought you this game card in hope of winning a fun-filled soldier of unparalleled proportions. You scratch all hold. Hey, there's three of me. There's only one of you, sweetie Pooh. The Little Rascals, now playing at theaters in a Long John Silver's near you. Back to G.I. Joe. And yeah, and so the maid, and so they overhear a phone call saying we're going to buy the Blue Comet train set, but it's not the train set. It's a vacuum cleaner that apparently the, 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 their mom has to purchase to use in the rich people's home. Yep. Yeah. So, so basically it's, the blue, there is, there's a blue comet train set, which the kids are very excited about, which is, which is like the highest end, most expensive train set. And then they overhear their mom saying, I'm getting the blue. Can you deliver the blue comet before Christmas? They assume it's it's this, but it's actually a brand of vacuum cleaner. And she calls her client back and says, good news. We're, I'm going to be able to replace your vacuum in time for Christmas. So your big Christmas party, you, it'll all be cleaned and vacuumed. 
which, you know, I, I totally make totally tracks that their maid is the one doing the purchasing of, of these things. Yes. I mean, do you get the impression she has multiple clients or she only works for one family? It's probably just the one family. I thought it was just the one family. Um, But again, like she can't afford the train and a coat. So (laughs) all of this just stinks to high heaven to me. It just does not make sense or uh, uh, hold up. I do appreciate that the kids go back to their clubhouse because the rule is once you find out what you're getting for Christmas, you go back to the Royal Reindeer Lodge and you tell everybody else what you're getting. So that way they might have an idea like what they're getting because that's how Santa works. Uh, uh, But they go back and they say, we're getting the train, but don't worry, you can all play with it. We're not going to big time you. The logic of all this, uh, um, find out the gift that you're getting from Santa because they do still believe that Santa exists, Mm -hmm. but also that they, you know, have to figure out based on what their parents are uh, ordering from Santa, I guess. All of it, it hangs together in a really poor way that's very clear, like we this is a plot thing for the story no, and either, uh, they, not a thing that would happen. They are under the impression that their mom is on the phone with Santa. Yes. Saying, which, which I remember that being a thing when I was little, like my parents would say, Oh, what, what do you want for Christmas? So we can tell Santa. It was how, it was how parents would find out what their kids wanted. So that their kids aren't just secretly telling Santa and then their parents have no idea. Jesus, and you're the one that's telling me that I should, uh, we should raise Egon to believe in Santa Claus. That is just I mean, a whole lot of lying that I don't. Miserable feel. fuck when he gets older, like you, Chan. I mean, I've got and, a legacy to preserve, so I, I'm going to do what I got to do. I think it's clear at the, the middle, at about the thirty some odd minute mark here. Gina's coming for both of us today. <laughs> she is mad we started late, and she is no, no, no. going for it. No, Mina is out in force. That's why Mina. I asked at the beginning, like, hey, Gina, how's work going? Because I'm like, okay, how bad is this going to be? How, now, anybody how who listened you- to the Atomic Monsoon podcast starring Robert Clark Chan, as I did earlier today, will know that he did a tight five minutes about how rough it is to work with someone as mean as Gina Ippolito <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> Yes, you should definitely go listen to the Atomic Monsoon podcast, where I promise you there will be five solid minute tirade uh, about how horrible Gina Ippolito is. Yeah. Uh, And if not, well, then uh, tweet me hashtag butts and I will (laughs) apologize for lying to so that uh, so that Andy gets uh, the uh, listens. (laughs) So, here's the thing uh, about this moment. Uh, no, Gina, you do not get a chance to defend yourself. No, um, no, I don't care about defending myself. I have a fun fact. It I would starts, love to hear your fun it fact. It starts fun. It gets sad. Uh, oh. So the voice of the mom. So basically this episode is sort of based on the gift of the Magi, which hopefully everyone knows what it is. I have a feeling Ray doesn't. I, I You know, I don't study wizards. Yeah. Uh, no, it's based, uh, it's based on a candy bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, basically any any Christmas episode you've ever seen of any show where it's, oh, you got me this, but I sold that to get you this, uh, uh, is based on a story called Gift of the Magi, where you know a guy a guy gets his his lady friend some some combs for her hair, but she cuts off and sells her hair to afford the gift that she gets him. Anyway, so this is this is a Gift of the Magi episode. And the mom, who's who's by far the most uh, the most kindly figure in this. Not that the kids are terrible, but but the mom you're watching and you're really just going, oh god, what this Very poor woman, 
Very. Wait yeah. a minute. Are you skipping out on the dude who who worked in the cold for okay. three weeks you, and used all that money to buy a complete stranger a goddamn of coat? Of course you would relate to him because he's grumpy for 99% of this episode. Oh, that's a good point. And wow. then he finds the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> But he, but the mom, the woman who voices the mom is the original girl in the original. Uh, um, oh, that's cool. Little Rascals. Oh, and I didn't know is, that. Now is where it gets sad. This was the oh, last boy. thing she did before she died. She died six months before this was released. So she. Oh, man. She, she really oh, needed okay. that coat. Recorded the voiceover, couldn't afford a coat, and then died. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she should ask for that money up front. Um, so. <laughs> So, okay, so here we go. So uh, they're going to the store, and she's going to, you know, get this coat uh, that we've been talking about. We've been talking basically through the plot this entire episode, which is fine. Uh, she, she gives one kid a penny and says, go give Santa a penny so he'll listen to what you want for Christmas. And then she goes into the meat store where meat is, what, 21, 22 cents a pound? Yeah. And she's complaining about it. Now, I don't know how anything works. It's the Great yeah, Depression. Ray, you know, I don't, here's, the, here's my problem with you today, Ray. You have no I you have no idea what's going on in the world at any given time other than what you're currently living in. So like for instance, you are the type of person that would say, That's that's crazy. Black people don't have it so bad during slavery times. <laughs> oh They're still goodness. walking around in my you. next door neighbors and living next to me and my coworkers, right? That's how slavery worked. It's exactly <laughs> like it is now. And now you have no idea how much things cost in the Great Depression. You don't know how the economy works. And you're making fun of this woman for complaining about how expensive meat is, which back then it was. That would have been pretty expensive for someone who was collecting money also we don't know she's a single mom her her husband could be a soldier uh, i'm gonna guess against that uh, no, a soldier in 1935 uh, unlikely unlikely he doesn't have to fight in a war my my dad was in the military he was never in a war he was just that wrong age was it wait a minute then did you have a air quotes single mom because he was like gone. This was this was pre me. But if he had been married at the time, he was stationed in, in the desert in California. So yeah, he would have been gone. We're stationed in the desert in California. <laughs> what are you talking about? Am I a soldier? Uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, I do want to clarify that uh, um, uh, you're a soldier in the comedy wars, Ray. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a uh, a joke. It, it was very clearly the construction um, that. Uh, um, you're supposed to laugh because she says like, Oh, hamburger's 21 cents a pound. That's so expensive. And probably um, hamburger was like 99 cents a pound at the time in 1979. Mm -hmm. So you are supposed to laugh because like, Oh, of course prices raise. What a silly little woman. Um, and I, oh, so I was absolutely was on top of this joke is what you're nope. saying. You're supposed to feel bad for her. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She did get a half dozen soup bones and hot dogs for okay, the kids. This is my entire point. She complained until she got free stuff. No, he already ha gave her free stuff, probably because he knows she's she's struggling and occasionally butchers. I don't know if you've ever been to a butcher in a Jersey City like place, but you have a relationship with your butcher and sometimes they throw in free stuff like bones and stuff that they're otherwise not going to use or have too much of. Come on, man. Throw me a bone. Mm -hmm. Just assuming that's where it came from. Sorry, I interrupted Chan in the middle of an important point. Go ahead, Chan. Sorry. I have no idea. What? 
You were about why? to explain something that was going to change all our lives forever, and I cut you off to complain about this Karen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I was sort of on your side, but like, uh, like I'm not saying that uh, um, uh, I, the only issue that I took uh, with was uh, like, she's, she's, she's got it rough and she's working and she, I, I respect working. that. That's all I'm, that's she, all I'm saying. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know who else is working? Santa Claus. Santa Claus is working in this episode. He, now why he's complaining about the bunions on his feet to the children who are giving him money, who just want to tell them what presents they want to get. Santa, come on, man, you're at work. You know, leave, leave your problems at home. Uh, no man, these kids are the worst. They're they're super annoying. So I totally get these. Like, okay, fair. Eh, I'm a I'm working minimum wage for this, you know. And these these kids, they don't give a crap. All they want is freaking toys. So like, great, you get what you get. Like, if you could afford an expensive Santa, you wouldn't be here. So it's a good point. It costs more penny. than a penny. Give me that penny. Yeah, I'm gonna cook it. I'm gonna cook it and make penny <laughs> stew. I got a soup bone. Uh so mom hears him say, I "Throw want me a, blue, a bone." I want a blue comet uh, train set. She immediately returns her coat so she can go to the toy store. And and what's amazing about this is apparently no one's ever bought a blue comet train set ever because yes. this guy this guy is this guy is bad at sales. I guess I spent enough time in retail to say you 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 shop with with their money, not with your own money. So no. when somebody comes in to buy something expensive, you don't basically say like, oh shit, oh, you actually want that? No, that is never something you tell somebody who's about to drop a lot of money. See, this is yeah. another thing that Ray doesn't understand. He's he's saying, oh, the mom can't afford to afford a coat. But clearly this is this is a top of the line toy and a top of the line coat. And she specifically was saving up for the nice coat. Uh, so it's not just, oh, she, oh, look at this idiot. Look at this idiot over here that can't manage her money during the Great Depression. She she wants a coat. She so saved she up for a, a year to get this coat. Will, she can't buy a cheap coat that will keep her warm? Like, she's just going to walk around with no coat? Like, surely there's a cheap alternative she could have purchased. Ray has, you have no idea how things work. There uh, were $2 is, extra when this deal was done. You should have used that to buy a coat. There's an explanation of capitalism in Discworld that uh, covers this very thing, Ray. You should look it up. It's the Vimes theory of economics. He's never going to look it up. He can barely read. <laughs> it's in a meme. It's you'll you'll, oh, you'll shit, find it. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can I can I can accept that. I mean, to be fair, all the great thoughts in history all came in meme form. Pretty much. All the great thinkers worked in memes. But the mom overhears the kids telling the Santa, we already know what you're getting for us because we heard our mom on the phone yeah, say, say we're getting a, a, a great comet. What's it called? Uh, Blue Comet. Blue, Blue comet. comet. The mom un realizes what happened, tries to tell them, and then realizes, oh, God, I can't do it to their tiny little faces that have, are living through the great depression and probably got touched by their uncle at some point. So they should at least have Dear a happy Lord. Christmas. Eh, it happened all the time back then. <laughs> okay. Now I feel like Gina's projecting some stuff that is no, I unnecessary. Wasn't, I wasn't during the great that. depression. I'm saying in great depression <laughs> times, molesters got even molester -ier. Okay. So no, the next no, you scene, mom is now sick immediately. She's got a Wait, fever. Hold on, I'm going to Wikipedia. about to tell me that checks out. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to have to Wikipedia this because I'm not. I'm not just going to accept that. Uh, Jenna, are you sure the, the child FBI molestation ran on, on the FBI's uh, watch list? Uh, is this worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Again, 
long since I've been on that list. I might as well enjoy myself while I'm there. That is terrifying. Okay, so mom is sick, uh, <laughs> and the kids want to get her a coat because, doy, she needs a coat. Uh, even a cheap one. I and just so, want to say you don't get sick from being cold. Apparently so you do. In this, the world is, this, world. Is, I, this is anti-science. I used to argue with my mom about this all the time when I was a kid because I did not want to wear a coat outside and I wanted to go outside in the snow and shorts. And my mom would say, you're going to get sick. And I would say, that's a fallacy. Let's the next time we go to the pediatrician ask. And when I was six, I asked my pediatrician, and she said, no, it's you get sick from a virus. But if you are already sick, it can make you weaker. And I turned to my mom and I say, there you go, madam. I, I'm allowed to go out in the snow in as little clothes as I want, as long as I am not already sick. I, I think you, know, you missed the part where he said that it made your immune system yeah, weaker. Yeah. You just glossed over yeah, that as if that fact, wasn't related. Fact, if you're already sick, it makes you it can make you you worse after the fact. But if it lowers your immune system, no, doesn't after, that make you more after, after the fact when your body is already fighting off a virus? But it's not you. Cold itself doesn't just make you sick. That's not you how know, diseases work and viruses. CBS CBS has young Sheldon, soon to have young Rock. I'm ready to pitch young Gina as a TV show. <laughs> I still bring it up I, to my I, mom. I still bring I think it up to it's her. A hit. Tell me you don't tell me you guys wouldn't watch six-year-old Gina schooling her mom on whether being cold gets you sick on CBS's hashtag young Gina, 8.30 p.m. following young Sheldon. Before Young Rock, which is clear, of course, a 9 p.m. show. So so the, he go, the kids want to buy a coat. Great. And so they go to their lodge again. We're going to go back there because it's one of our sets. And uh, everybody agrees they're going to get her a coat. So they go and they ask Santa, can you just get it? We need a coat. He's like, nah, get out of here. They say, let's shovel some snow. This is a great idea. Let's shovel all the snow. And I'm like, on board, I'm like, okay, they're going to be industrious. And then they realize it's a great idea. They get their shovels, but it's not snowing. So this is a, this is a bad idea, as it turns out. Hold on, because so, uh, I made a note uh, like around this part. And it was it was during the transition to another scene. I'm like, where's the music? Like, could they not afford just like oh. plain old background music? The whole uh, cartoon is real quiet and weird. No, they, it's like watching comedy in a tomb. I will tell you that they they do use music during a part because it sounded very similar to the music that they use in a Christmas story when the bullies show up. So so later on, when the bullies show up to steal the the wagon, the music underneath it. I remember, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember specifically thinking, oh, crap, this is very similar to the it's like the bully score from A Christmas Story. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, it, this is a very cheaply made cartoon. That's all I'm going to say about that. It was the Great Depression, Chan. <laughs> it was not made. The, it might as well have been. Was this unearthed for in 1979? Yeah. Look at this animated feature that we found. Yeah, it was actually a It was a documentary. Uh, so okay, so there's no snow. So instead of finding something else to do, they say, "Okay, I got this grand plan," which this feels very little rascalsy. They borrow piles and piles and wheelbarrows full of feathers from a feather guy, a, a chicken coop magnet, uh -huh. if you will. 
I mean, and- a chicken farmer. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. Ray doesn't understand how the world works. <laughs> this guy's more. Is Where do chickens come from? They come from Colonel Sanders, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. He ships them out. I know. This was the Colonel. This is this is pre KFC days. This is early Colonel. It was before the beard. <laughs> after actually, it's after Young Gina on CBS. Hashtag Young Colonel. I, I listen this part really like like the kids the kids are bad but they mean well but this part had an extra layer layer of grossing me out because if anyone has ever been to a chicken coop or any place that they keep chickens the stench is unbelievable uh it, it is it is if you just walk through any place that has has lots of chickens it's the it's the most horrific smell you've ever smelled in your life. And if you've I mean, ever you- gone someplace to to like a chicken butchering factory, it's even worse. But the idea that these feathers are laying around, which they are, because the the farmer is. And by the way, these are these are the feathers. To be clear, the feathers he pulls out of the the pre butchered the 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 chickens that he's butchering. Just the fact that there's probably chicken shit on them and chicken juices and mm, and just all I'm this hungry. gross stuff and these little kids are handling it. I was watching it thinking this is how we got coronavirus. This is kids <laughs> dealing with chicken things that they shouldn't be dealing with and then touching their gross. You're messing with faces. forces you cannot understand. No, so they uh, really. What really upset me actually- about this part is the real quick, Chan, is that uh, uh, they say they're going to borrow the feathers to go make pretend snow so they can shovel it up or they're going to try to scam people. That's the jab of what they're doing. But as they're traveling with the feathers, you can see the feathers are blowing off the carts everywhere. So they're not actually going to return these feathers in any way. And this guy's trying to sell them to the pillow makers of the world. And so he's missing out on an income at Christmas time to, so these kids can run a scam and they're not even going to return the feathers. And all, all parts of that upset me, all parts of it. Sorry. Yeah, Tim, I was, ahead. no, I was going to say that the old man actually calls out the thing that Gina is talking about, about the smell. He, he, it smells like chicken, which is uh, like she is correct. They smell awful. And the show actually uh, points it out. No, I was like chickens, chickens. I'm allergic to chickens. Yeah, this um, is my worst nightmare. If it, a, a mountain of kids in my yard with shit stained chicken feathers and I'm allergic to them, I hate every part of that story, including the little kids. Gina is the old man here whose window they bust. Yeah, well, like, you I, think would, that- I would make them pay for it right then and there. Not none of yeah. this. You're gonna come back because he's he's actually pretty nice about it. Like they have one of those he actually one is. of those old fashioned doorbells that's just a string attached to a bell, and they pull it so hard that it breaks the window. And the the old guy who comes out, who's clearly supposed to be he, he's presented as look at this old grump, but he's like he comes out and there's just a mountain of feathers in his in his yard. The kids know they did something wrong because they try and hide except for the the one that's clearly has something wrong with him porky who who you mean them. being a child <laughs> no no he's he, saying that he's presented as the dumb one uh, right because he's like four years old but he he also he just has no he has no guile about him so he says oh yeah those are because he's a child that's that what four-year-old children are like gina look while we just while we were on the podcast i heard your child try to get away with a lot of stuff 
<laughs> oh, don't tell me that a four-year-old has no guile. <laughs> he was he was all about guile guile at that point. But yeah, this kid it sells them out immediately. He's like, oh, the kids that are hiding are the kids that did this. And the old man, you know, he they again they're trying to make him out to be a grump. And he's like, there are chicken feathers all over my yard. You broke my window and my doorbell. And all he says is, you know, clear out, clear these feathers out. And when it actually snows, you're gonna come back and shovel it, and that's what will pay for the window. If that were me, those kids would be in jail. <laughs> I yeah, deeply yeah. resent that Gina keeps trying to cast me as the aged misanthrope when clearly <laughs> I have a lot more joy, joie de vivre, if you will, than in my pinky than Gina has in her entire body. <laughs> Gina's like, Chan, that old miser. But seriously, I would have those children thrown in Rikers. No, look, when it comes to, <laughs> the, when prison. It comes to Christmas me, Eve. When it comes to me and my carefree, footloose, fancy-free schemes, they're delightful. When it comes to kids, they can eat my ass. <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, what would you pay them? Because I feel like these kids would be willing to do that so that they, they can buy coat. their they mom a Christmas coat. Um, I do want to say there was one thing that did amuse me, uh, and it was kind of, kind of a, uh, a class joke. We go out tomorrow and shovel snow. Nickel for the sidewalk, dime for the driveways, and 25 cents for the rich folks. I like that. Fuck I yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Tax yeah. the rich. That's how, that's how it should work. They have to pay extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can afford all those 22 cent pound of meats that they want. 21 cents. Don't it, it's it's right there in writing, Gina. Don't no, don't. Ray was the one who said twenty-two. I was just taking. I couldn't it remember if it was twenty-one or twenty-two, but I at least caged myself. This is this is anti-Semitism. What is what it is because it was Kugler's uh, 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 butchery. So I assume that uh, you slandering them was because you do not care for Jewish people. Hey, I wasn't the one that slandered them. I said you have a good relationship with your butcher in any city. It's true. Hmm. So the I'll next slide week, for now. I'm going to keep going along here because we are way <laughs> long on this episode. Of course oh, we are. You know what? This is a, this is a Christmas super special because we haven't even been. dropped in the uh, um, the theme song throwdown yet. This thing's going to be two and a half hours also, at least. We always go long on the Christmas Christmas ones. True. It's Christmas. A lot to say. Well, we also are in isolation and don't get to talk to other people a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> so these shows just balloon. <laughs> That's a direct result. Look, the next scene here is the one that really made me the maddest, though. And I think, Chan, you got to come with me on this because they decided they're going to do like their equivalent of like a bake sale. They're going to sell they're going to sell a food items that they themselves make in order to raise yeah. enough money to make the coat. And they decide to make plum pudding, which, according you know, to the TV show, is very, very difficult to make. Sure. And and every aspect of them doing this cooking infuriates me. Oh, you know, oh, we can't afford plums, so I just drop in two turnips. See, this uh, I uh, actually liked because this oh. is this is this is sort of how kids' brains kid brains work. Like I remember when I was really little, I didn't, you know, like I didn't know I didn't understand what like sudsy stuff was in your hair in in the shower. So I just like used soap one day on my hair because I was like, this makes suds. This is what you wash your hair with. So to me, when they say, oh, plums are purple, turnips are purple. I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is sort of how little kid brain works. You think. Gina, 
Gina, did you take the soap out of the box before you tried to use it on your head? Because they just dropped in the entire can of tuna fish. They they have to heighten it. They, oh but God. but the first thing that they start out with, I actually wrote, yeah, that is like if you if you asked a kid, there are tons sure. of things. Uh, there are tons of videos of parents tricking their kids into eating gross things because they look like other things. Any, you know, like if you if you give them a watermelon candy and that, well, that's a bad because every kid loves watermelon. But you know, like something healthy that kids don't like. Like if you give them a an, a green skittle and then a piece of broccoli and tell them this is the same thing. They'll believe you until they put it in their, in their mouth and then make a face that you send it to Jimmy Kimmel, I assume. Uh, but, but this is, it starts out, it starts out real and then they heighten from there, which I, I appreciated and everything sort of had, yes, it's insane. You know, when they're, when they're putting things in, but flour and flour, that's definitely a thing that I would have thought if I was like two years old, if, flour, so, flour if, thing. Someone, if someone said to me like, oh, we put flour in the cake. I mean, this is what Amelia Bedelia, this is all that Amelia Bedelia is. Someone tells her, P- please put flour in the cake. And she puts flowers in the cake. She enrages me too. Here's Gina uh, backing up her claim that this isn't supposed to be funny. This is real life. This is, <laughs> no, that's what I, we no. come to uh, the what little I rascals was, for. It's for very specials of, of thing. There's even like a... Married with Children Christmas special that had heart. And that whole show was about not having any heart. Uh, I believe Sam Kinison was in it. It was a very, very good episode. But but Christmas specials were known for being more saccharine than having hard jokes in them. It's true. Uh, I just want to jump in here and say that I looked up uh, an actual recipe for plum pudding. And it is horrifying. Yeah. Uh, okay, the first sentence... The first sentence I thought was a joke until I uh, read a little further and saw that it was not. This pudding is really best when made a year in advance and allowed to mellow. Uh, For a year? The recipe is you cook the motherfucker a year ahead of time. That's why there's meat fat in it. Also, uh, you might as well put in turnips because there are no actual plums in it. It's called plum pudding because... Uh, pre-Victorian times, they used to call raisins plums. So yes. it's a fucking raisin uh, uh, meat fat uh, preserve that you eat a year after you make. There's a lot of gross old Christmas stuff. One cup of scalded milk. Mmm, boy. <laughs> Cognac I bet, and I a bet cup if of port. plum pudding, you would probably think it was pretty good. Do, do you think so? Tell you what, I'm going to make this recipe. Yeah. I'm going to serve it to you no. next in year in 2021. I'll, yeah, I'll eat it. Gina, we only, I only said that specifically so you'd have a timestamp for this episode when you go back to make your spreadsheet. Wait, so even <laughs> the new episodes, even the new ones don't have timestamps? Uh, anything well, from I the mean, last year does. But we don't know when we recorded it. Gosh, darn it. Well, I don't care anyway. about, I just care about release date, I guess. Okay, there you go. So you're saying so, they don't have release dates either? Yeah, no, they don't. Dang it. So I'm going to cut most of that from the beginning of the show, too. What? <laughs> the three-minute monologue you with Gina being mad bitch. about <laughs> This will make even no. less sense. I'm going to have to cut this, too. Okay, my no, we're going to bloat this thing. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to make it three hours now. Well, people want more content around the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> God.
Okay, so while they're in the middle of cooking this this monstrosity, uh, the Blue Comet train is delivered, and they get $2 extra because when your mom returned the coat, apparently, I don't know how anything works, but uh, uh, apparently they didn't just give her the money or the change back right away. For so, it's a plot device. Let's just keep going. So they should have used that two dollars and blown it on weed. I don't know what weed cost back then, but I assume it's you know two dollars, uh, uh, less than two dollars, right? What's yeah. a what's a uh, what's an ounce of weed cost today? No, like I don't know. Pound of meat, right? And then like divide that by whatever meat costs now versus twenty one cents. Like you know, four dollars a pound. So anyway, the math. My point is, they decide they want to take back the Blue Comet so they can go rebuy their mom the coat again. And then, like a bunch of idiots, they just leave it on the sidewalk. And then, for whatever reason, because Porky needs his shoe tied, they decide to leave the Blue Comet, the most expensive toy in history, alone on the sidewalk. And then, apparently, march a mile and a half down the road so they can tie Porky's shoes. They they come back to discover, oh, those naughty kids that we never mentioned from earlier. Uh, those those teenage ruffians no, they're just stole neighborhood, the train. They're neighborhood bullies. Yes. And and Santa seals, sees them steal the train. He's like, what's up with that? And then right after he sees all this go down, Santa gets paid. And he gets paid by a cop. So okay, I'm assuming wait. all this is really dirty money. So first of all, yeah. first of all, going back, the deli- when the delivery guy delivers the toy, this is a terrible delivery guy. How, like he gives the key. This is clearly a Christmas gift for the kids. It's no. a toy. He knocks on the door. The kids are there. Cause back then, you know, you'd leave ki- little kids alone and no one would care if they died. Cause there was always another kid coming up somewhere in your vagina. Uh, <laughs> and like, wait a minute, that kid's coming up your vagina, <laughs> but you do no. know how babies are made, right? <laughs> Gina? Coming up in the line, in the <laughs> vagina line. Like you always had a spare kid because people were popping right. them out like crazy. So Cronenberg just presents birth. <laughs> you left. They're, you left. they're racked up on your fallopian tubes, just just waiting to get pop, pop, pop. Yeah, it's like in a candy machine when one candy comes out and the yeah. and the thing spins and pushes the next candy to the front. Right. And when it doesn't uh, come out, then you just have to shake the uterus until it falls down. <laughs> yeah. Or put a non crumpled dollar bill up there. <laughs> oh lordy what is happening what happened <laughs> but, but you're right though gina this the is thing. the worst thing because the he knows it it's christmas eve no, he's delivering up, with a christmas present. <laughs> Here's you know, the i don't want to talk about your pez babies anymore oh this is what i'm talking <laughs> this is my point the guy goes knocks on the door the little kids say he says oh is this mrs so-and-so's house yes but she's not here it's all right i can leave this toy that's clearly for you with you guys uh, and, and he drops it off and then he's like, also, here's two bucks that your mom is owed. And it's like, first of all, you just ruined their Christmas surprise. I mean, they knew they were getting it already, but if they didn't, he just ruined it. Second of all, you don't just leave money with kids. Then they go out and they buy all sorts of crazy things. Like weed. Hasn't this guy That's watched Home Alone? Thank you. Um, yeah, never, I can never forget true. when Macaulay Culkin gets super baked in Home Alone. The 1979? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he watched uh, Home Alone. But as soon as the bullies steal steal the train, and it's o- obvious what this put-upon street Santa Claus is going to do, at first I thought, oh, he's going to use his paycheck just to, just to like buy something. And I wrote down, if those bullies don't get their comeuppance, I am setting my computer on fire. 
I was actually concerned about this as well. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I actually thought the bullies were going to win win this episode. Well, for, <laughs> oh, for a second, I just thought, oh, he's just going to get a replacement. Like he's he's going to get a replacement. She's going to get a coat somehow, and those bullies are going to get off with like a two hundred dollar train set, scot free. Yeah. Yep, a hundred percent. I felt the same way. Um, I actually was preparing to write down bullies win, uh, which yeah. is my favorite type of Christmas episode. Um, but we, we cut to the final scene here and then the, the kids are putting on a show that they charge two cents to get into. Now, I don't know how the marketing went because the only people who showed up are their own friends. So, you know, bad job. No, uh, like there were three money. Get those, get those dues. There were, there were, four, there was four, four paid audience members, well, two kids, a dog that was only a penny. And then the mom who, uh, kids, I mean, one, one kid's mom, the other ones don't have moms apparently. Yeah. That's why they're little rascals. Um, what, what then there's like they really labor like the, the episode's basically over we're ready to get out the door and then alfalfa spends like way too long belaboring this mispronouncing the word bows from deck the halls with bows of holly and he keeps yeah. referring to them as booges and no, no, no. this uh there's there's another class joke uh he's saying bougie like uh like oh, look at these I mean, he does, and this is absolutely is not what is in the uh, text of the cartoon. But in my mind, <laughs> he is a young socialist, and he's like, "Yeah, what is this? Uh, deck the halls with bougie, you know, bougie Holly? Yeah, fuck them bourgeois pigs. String them I up. Like it. God damn it! It's the fucking holidays." It, it's this just crazy me. thing, by the way, yeah. that, that that tracked to me because because he spells it out, which is what they teach little kids to do: is if you don't know a word, spell it out. And he goes, "B O U." Boo, which is it's true. GHS, jizz, boojes. Yeah, boo-jizz. yeah. That's like like a ghost who's coming. Yes, <laughs> that's all I could think of the entire rest of the episode. It's Casper the friendly ghost getting off. Oh, that's why yeah. it took you so long to watch it because you had to stop and masturbate nine times to your ghost porn. Like nine <laughs> times. You know how long it takes me to do that at this point? I'm old. <laughs> oh, Gina's just jealous that she could only manage seven. <laughs> <laughs> my batteries ran out <laughs> not kidding i watched this four weeks ago <laughs> my, po- <laughs> Jesus. my point <laughs> merry christmas everybody <laughs> if you're still with us thank you uh jack the halls with ray's old cum rags la, 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 la. Someone pointed out to me that this show might not strictly be family friendly. And I was surprised. I was like, no, really? we're not. We don't get that blue, Wait, do we? Oh, my mistake. You thought we were family friendly all these years? What show Look, my family this? is a little different. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. I want to I get this ended. <laughs> so Samson shows up. He, he, he says, I got this coat for, for the mom. Awesome. And he brings in the two kids and says, you know, I, uh, I talked to their father who's very mad at them for stealing it. And now they're returning it. And my question was, is he their father or does he just live and know their father? Because I kind of got both con- concepts. Oh, didn't think about that, but because I, he, I assume he's neighbor, but I, I, I could thought see that, that. At first too, but he was just like, oh, I'm sure their father was very upset with them. Whereas I, as Santa told them to come here. So I got the vibe that maybe they no were his kids. No way! You're a crazy person. I mean, listen, look, uh, and can we get the can we get the way he reads that line? You tell me, I'm crazy.
and maybe I am. Uh, there we go. <laughs> but, but how come they brought it back? Well, they live on my block, see? And when their old man found out, oh boy. Uh, I mean, we all live up at the North Pole. Ray, do you not understand what he's doing there? Do you seriously not understand what he's doing there? They could be his kids, and then he's no, making a reference. He, I can hear that. No, I can hear that read, Gina. No, I can he hear him being like, he's do he's covering because he realizes he's giving away that he's not Santa, and for the oh, I get that too. He has to pretend that he's Santa, but he's saying, I I t- I told on them to their dad. He gave them a beating like kids always got back then, and. And right yeah. after they're getting molested, just me. <laughs> no beatings is, and molestation. No, look, that is that all day is, long. In in the forties, kids always got smacked around. This is something that my uncles told me constantly growing up. In the eighties, kids always got smacked around. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> but he's he's saying, you know, their their dad gave them an ass whooping, but he realizes, oh crap! I just said that these kids live on my block. Which like they re- they're gonna the jig is up they're gonna realize I'm not Santa, and then he says I mean we all live at the North Pole. Uh, I, I get that, and I guess I might I I could see it going both ways, but I just leave it open to interpretation that I could see how it could go either of those directions. Look, if I can see Alfalfa singing the uh, um, socialist uh, anthem, <laughs> I can definitely I see you're this both, guy you're both wrong. feeling. Yeah, they don't put <laughs> subtext in cartoons like this. This this is like those people who think that Aladdin was is set in a in a future world because instead of magic, it's all computer chips. Yeah, no, that that that's true. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then all the kids sing, and so we go home on that, and that is our ten hours later. That is our <laughs> little <laughs> rascals episode. Guys, did we learn anything from this? Did we learn any lessons uh, about ourselves, uh, um, about each other? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I little. learned that I could watch this, and the only thing I, the only thing, the only thought I had was that, man, I wish I didn't watch that. And yet somehow we can string it out into an hour and a half. It's not I don't, an hour and a half. It's, it's a Christmas miracle. Uh, it's going to be an hour and a half by the time we're done. <laughs> Yeah, we're not like we stopped talking about the cartoon. We're not done with this podcast yet. Oh, well, I'm done. Uh, so, Chan, I believe there's something else you'd like to do before we get out of here. Here it comes. It's the theme song throwdown. We are here with patron TJ Bronson. TJ, how you doing, man? Aloha. Yeah. I'm not from Hawaii. Have- I just like <laughs> just like to vary it up a little bit on my greetings. Aloha works anywhere. You can say aloha without being Hawaiian. Excellent. Uh, and you love Hawaiian shirts, and you're not Hawaiian. This is true. Hey, there we go. I'm often mistaken for one. Um, it might be because I carry around a pineapple with me everywhere I go. Yeah, and is, a ukulele, which is a little strange. It's an affectation, but it works for me. Uh, You'd have me fooled you, if I ran into you. See, that's that's all I want to do. I want to fool random passerbys. Uh, we've got two songs. You know how this works. It's the theme song throwdown. All of the songs are are monsters. So, are you prepared to judge this fairly? I certainly hope so. All right, then. Here we go. First up, Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
Nice. It's a great song. Now, now when they say, uh, if you want to laugh, give us a call and we'll give you a lol. Do they invent lol like as a as a as a thing? Oh man, my I, mind is now blown. I don't think that that's what they say. I mean, there's you know, it's a chipmunks. I'm going to get it wrong about ninety percent of the time when I try to make sense of it. But I swear he said they said, uh, uh, and you can listen to it again if you're listening at home. Rewind it. I swear it says if you want to laugh, uh, give us a call and we'll give you a lol. And I'm just like, yo, if they invented laughing out loud in like the '80s or whenever the heck this came out, like they win. When Hell you yeah. feel like a laugh, give us a call. We'll give you our all. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Sorry to ruin your day, gentlemen. Uh, no, no, you're not. No, I'm not no, you're sorry. Not, oh, yeah, <laughs> not you, even a little bit. You enjoyed every moment of that. <laughs> uh, I think this is kind of this one kind of makes me laugh because it's uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and my uh, my nomination for the initial bracket was uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Uh, something about those Chipmunk voices really get me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chippendale, uh, man, that that is a hell of contender too. I, that one made it all the way to the final. I th- was that right? Chippendale versus uh, pole position? No, it wasn't. They kept to the next to the last round. But we don't want to spoil any results. Oh, yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) My mistake. Uh, Here is the opponent, DuckTales. Life is like a hurricane in Duckbird. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery. Wowie, wowie, wow. There's oh, a reason man. that's a that's a reason that's a one seed. That's a that's a fantastic <laughs> song. And it's the one and that I'll beat my it. Rescue Rangers in the very first round. There it is, see? <laughs> so there might be some revenge factor here potentially. Um I still cannot, no matter how many times I hear it, and I've said it on the show before, I cannot not hear it as Gopton Tales, a thing that does not exist, <laughs> but it's in my head screwed in so tight that it's it's no ponytails or Gopton Tales. No, it's ducktails. Wait, what was the actual I was going, again? Uh, Cottontails, Cottontails is the actual. No, that's not what he says. He says Gopton, and I don't know why he does that. But uh, uh, It's not even <laughs> a word. It, it's not a word. I just assumed it was something I'd understand when I got older. Like, you know, those famed Gopton tales you're just not aware of yet. You know, that's Maybe fine. Maybe we're I just not that. old enough yet. <laughs> I'm still, still waiting. <laughs> I was going to ask if there were any uh, misheard lyrics you want to bring up, and turns out there were, because there always are. I mishear everything. Are you kidding me right now? I got to hear it three or four times before I get it all the way right. <laughs> no, that was a good point, Gina. Uh, <laughs> uh, so do you have any like uh, childhood like nostalgia specifically for either of these two songs, one more than the other? Um, 
I think probably more Alvin and the Chipmunks than DuckTales. Uh, and for a really weird reason, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. And so we were frequently compared by my aunts to the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, my older brother, oh. taller, glasses. My younger brother, shorter, stockier. You guys can make wow. the connection. So, so you were the leader. You're, you're I was Alvin. Yeah. I was the Alvin, and I w- it was not a, a position I'm, I'm very comfortable with too often. <laughs> I don't like being right up front. Um, I'm definitely was, a Simon. No oh, question. Yeah. I guess that would make uh, Ray in this case uh, uh, Theodore, huh? I mean, Ray I'll is be, definitely the Theodore. The Theodore, okay. <laughs> uh, DuckTales, uh, I mean, yeah, who doesn't love DuckTales? It's, you know... Uh, I watched it as a kid. I love the DuckTales movie. Treasure of the Lost Lamp is pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, show-wise, I think probably I had more time with mine was spent with Alvin and the Chipmunks than DuckTales. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily make for a better theme song, does it? That, and True this enough. ultimately is the question we will now pose to you. Who wins this matchup? Alvin and the Chipmunks or DuckTales? Oh, man. Which is the better cartoon theme song this is rough well, okay um i'm gonna go ahead and say ducktales it's got to be ducktales man it, it, uh, it probably does i you know no no lack of respect if you would have said chippendales here i think chippendales a perfectly good theme alvin, song. And the alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> you know chippendales, look, I, chippendales is where your wife goes every weekend because you are not enough ab for her wait wait hold on can i throw chippendales on this instead of ducktales and bring my guy back <laughs> in no, you cannot. Do they have no. a theme song? Damn it. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the Chippendales, oh. the male, all-male review. Yeah, it's uh, whatever they played in the background for that Patrick Swayze uh, <laughs> sketch on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, they, no, haven't I, they replaced it by Pony by now? I mean, you'd think so. And when you say... when you say like uh, a obvious uh, choice. Chan, when you say they have two, you know, more abs than I do, that it cannot be true because no one's got a bigger ab than I do. Uh, they, in fact, have far less, and that makes them more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> you mean abs plural as opposed to your one ab? It's one big one, but I mean, you know, I figure that's sexy. You know, dad bod, that's a thing. I say this as someone who is uh, rounder than you are. So I like, honestly, I am the Theodore. Um, no, that's fair. No, I'm just a giant monster. So, I mean, maybe I maybe I can be a Simon in this equation as well. That's a, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, Ray, you got Simon on the height, if nothing else, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I'm going I'm going with DuckTales over over uh, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, it, it, I don't know if, if you guys had muted my mic while the songs were playing. I wasn't singing, but I would have been if I thought the mics were muted uh, and I would have been singing DuckTales. <laughs> Uh, not yeah, so much no, out no. of the chipmunks. And ultimately, uh, yeah. I think in the first the, every- round race, that it, I mean, a, a chance that it was, it's just that, that DuckTales is the harder bop. Yeah. 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 And the, here's the thing there are no wrong answers at this point because every song is hard as hell. So, yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, DuckTales, DuckTales takes it and deservedly so. All right. Uh, thank you very much, TJ. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug? Any websites you want to send people to? Anything at all? No, no, not really. My uh, my internet presence is somewhat minimal, so uh, you guys can find me in the comment section of patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. And that's a great place <laughs> nice. to be. I encourage everyone to find their way there. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to, uh, real quick, I'd like to plug uh, goptintales.com. Uh, not right I on found no. it. It's obviously no. a real thing that really exists and uh, makes my childhood complete. It is the most terrifying pornography you will see in your life. <laughs> oh, no. It's ducks who are being violated with by, overpositors. 
<laughs> why would you do this, Ray? Why would you do? Why would you, you know, send the children there? And someone and posted on his wife's wall. That's it. That, uh, that's the thing that ruined uh, ruined my childhood. You finally did it, everyone. <laughs> this show has broken my childhood. Uh, if, if I can, I want to just uh, my you know my kids. They don't ever listen to the show, but they really love the shirt that you guys sent me. And both of them are constantly uh, walking around the house, going Gina Ray Chan, Gina Ray Chan. They, they think you guys are GI Joe's. So. <laughs> Charlie and Pierce are huge fans of you guys, and now they'll get oh, to hear themselves is... being talked about on the radio. That Charlie, is fantastic. Pierce, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie Pierce, the best. You, you, yeah, you, 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 you remade my childhood. It has been saved by by that. So thank you for that. Thanks, guys. Wow, round two or and or three. How exciting! We're getting. Uh, I, I think we're halfway through, possibly. Getting down um, to it now. We're getting down to amazing, it. What an amazing verdict! How about I that think it's, person? It, it's probably going to line up that um, the finals of this thing are going to be with our uh, next the uh, our live show after this. So, like, it'll it will. We should probably just do a live vote, like, uh, for the final four. Interesting. Well, we'll see about that. Uh- <laughs> oh, oh no! You don't want to. You don't want to leave it up to uh, the audience. Is that what you're trust, saying? I don't trust the people uh, at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a conversation. So, all right, everybody, that's our show. You can hit us up on all the usual places. You can hit up uh, at uh, GI Joe Podcast on Twitter. Boy, I usually would do that one last. So let's start with the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Uh, you can, of course, donate five dollars a month to us to support the show. Uh, suggest ideas, and we still have gifts going out. Uh, you're probably not going to get them by Christmas at this point. But like we are working on it, so look for your January Christmas presents from us here at Knowing Us Half the Podcast. Just make sure we you're mean well. We mean well. We've been, We're making, just bad you, at we've been making you plum pudding for the past three years. <laughs> it's all coming, and it's not being refrigerated. Like we are trusting the elements to keep it cold for you. <laughs> the elements not- in Los Angeles, California, yeah, to keep it cold. Don't worry about that. Uh, you can us on Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, both places, you know, we try to put occasionally links to the shows as well as, as before Twitter at GI Joe podcast. Uh, Chan, you can listen to on the AE double back podcast. Gina watch unicorn season two currently airing on CBS. And for me, you can check out the who would win show. Just look up uh, who would win show.com uh, or go at who would win show on Twitter. Uh, those are, those are fun episodes. We've got some interesting things in the, in the wings about to happen. With that, and tune in to Knowing Is Half the Podcast for more Christmas episodes all the way through the end of the year. And then we're going to, in January, we're going to finish up season two, series two of Deke Era G.I. Joe. Y'all have anything you want to say before we uh, we get out of here today? Nope, I Uh, think we've said enough. (laughs) (laughs) So individually on Twitter, you can find me at Almighty Ray. You can find me at Boo Jizz. I'm at Gina Ippy. I don't even know anymore. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, no contest this time, but uh, you know, there might have been. So, you know, you did a good job listening this far. Okay, bye. <laughs>
It's an image. It's a goddamn meme, right? It's a you picture. can read it after the show. It's a guy's face in the upper left-hand corner, and then four paragraphs of words. What are you talking about? That's not what a meme is. That's an attribution. How do you say that word? Attribution? <laughs> attribution? What? I don't know what word you're trying to say. <laughs> when you attribute something to somebody. Attribu- attribution? Attribution? That's not what I sent. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.